This is Selena and Alicia. Welcome to the What We Think About podcast, where we will discuss ideas, current events, and maybe even the occasional TV show. So kick back with us and enjoy the conversation. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the What We Think About podcast. And this week, going to be kind of similar to the last podcast that we did. We're kind of just going to talk about some things we found interesting and maybe you'll find interesting too. So Alicia, how was your week? My week was really good. Um, So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little sad today. Mm -hmm. So I looked outside today when I was walking the dog and I noticed that I guess a deer ate my lilies and my daisies and... (laughs) just kind of sad about that um i don't know if i should get some deer repellent or i don't know it's their environment i know don't you want to feed them not really also (laughs) there's a whole like woodsy area that we're close to that i feel like they can just go there but um but there might not be anything as delicious as a lily i apparently and i'm just sad about that because i was really excited i had some lilies about to pop they uh they were ready and I'm like, oh, any day now they're going to pop and be beautiful and fragrant. Like popcorn for the deer. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Um, and then another neighbor told me that she saw a coyote on her um, ring doorbell last night. Wow. Coyote, not a fox. Coyote. Wow. I've seen coyote. I think I told you last year I saw a coyote when I was walking the dog. Okay. So... The coyote is not eating the deer because the deer are eating my, my flowers. Well, I don't think a coyote can take a deer. Can they take? I have no idea what coyote eat. Yeah, I'm because the ones I usually see are typically kind of small. They said that this one was pretty big. Okay, I wish you would have showed you the video. How was your week? It was good. It was good. I mean, nothing new under the sun. Just the same old, same old day in day out. I've been enjoying the sun. I've been trying to get outside a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And just enjoying life, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to the end of the, the, the total end, I guess, of the pandemic. But, oh, I did go to the ice cream shop on Saturday. And when I was at the ice cream shop, I felt a little weird. You know why? Why? I was the only person in there with my mask on. Really? So there were several patrons and people were coming in and out, and I was the only person, besides the staff working there, the staff was fully masked. Mm-hmm. But besides the staff, I was the only person in a mask. Well, were people eating ice cream there? They weren't just eating. So they were walking in to place orders. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have just like ice cream in hand. And because mm-hmm. maybe I could understand that, like you took your mask down to start eating your ice cream. But yeah. no, people were just coming in to order or, and I guess if you're going to get ice cream, but some of them even got like a brownie. Like mm-hmm. a baked good and no mask. Okay. So and people you said, are ready. You said it was like weird. That feeling was weird. Like, did you feel unsafe or like? No, I didn't feel unsafe or anything. I just thought, are we here now? I just didn't know we were there where people are comfortable not wearing their mask and going to like an ice cream shop where there you will be in close proximity of people because it's not that big of a place. Yeah. So I just didn't know we were there. But apparently, we are. So if you go back to get ice cream, would you wear your mask? Absolutely. I'm masked for a while, so. 
Okay. I'm good. I, I don't have an issue wearing the mask. I don't have problems breathing with my mask on. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty comfortable and I will continue to wear my mask until I feel led otherwise. Okay. This week has been interesting also because my Michigan girl, T-Rex, the goat, as she calls herself, Claressa Shields, journeyed or ventured into the MMA arena, the octagon. And she won her fight in a TKO. She won in the third round. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for her and this new journey she's on. Um, Just to give a little bit of background about her, she is from Flint, Michigan. She is in her early 20s, I believe. And uh, she's an incredible boxer. So she has 11 wins, no losses as um, a professional boxer in her her professional career. Mm -hmm. And again, she recently ventured into the MMA world. And now she's undefeated as an MMA fighter because she has won her only match. So she's 1-0 for MMA fighting. That's only one match, though. I I mean, not to take anything away from her. But MMA can change on you real quick. I, I am a watcher. I'm an avid watcher of MMA. Mm-hmm. So I do enjoy the sport. I had no idea she had gotten into it. Do you know why she got into it? Well, probably because of money. I'm it thinking. is because of money. Yeah, because she's probably not making... Women boxers don't make even a tenth of probably what male boxers make. If even that. Yeah. I'm like, male boxers, male box, just boxing period for men can be extremely lucrative, mm-hmm. especially at the high, well, at the higher levels. But she's at lucrative. the highest level of, of a, a woman, woman boxer. Yeah. I think she's won with two Olympic gold medals. Yep, she has. Um, again, undefeated record as a professional. Mm-hmm, but the sponsorships, it's just almost like the WNBA. Well, I had a question for you. I don't follow boxing or MMA fighting. So I, let me just say that. I am as lay of a person as you can get. I'm a lay person in this. As far as women boxers, I know of Muhammad Ali's daughter. Layla. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the only woman boxer I am familiar with. And I know that Layla Ali was also like deemed like very pretty, like traditionally pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, her father is the great Muhammad Ali. Right, which is what a lot of her... I mean, she was an okay fighter. I do think she won quite a bit okay and i will say clarissa it's funny i i mean i'm 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 a fan of hers i i like the fact that she's in the industry she doesn't have that like great father boxer mm-hmm. um she has made a name for herself right mm-hmm. um she also i listened to interviews she's very arrogant as boxers are just generally right mm-hmm. this that arrogance i'm the best she calls herself the goat which means the greatest woman of all time. I know she curses in her interviews, so she has this almost this energy of really a boxer <laughs> um, that she might is, as she is that might not translate to I don't know what MMA. Well, no, to, I, I was gonna say, say please, no, 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 to like the sponsorship that like uh, the Layla Ali because she Layla Ali was you know you saw in commercials and everything like that. You don't see Clarissa in anything. I the. I know about her because of her Michigan background. And I know she had a Netflix movie or documentary mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. But as dominant as she is in the sport of boxing, I would expect to see her sponsored by, I don't know, something or on TV or something. I don't know if boxing works that way, really. Okay. Just generally speaking, as far as like commercialized, Layla Ali was heavily commercialized, but I do think that had a lot to do with Muhammad Ali being her dad. Mm -hmm. And also she is 
a traditionally pretty woman. Yeah. She is very uh, attractive. Mm -hmm. So I think that played into her favor a lot. Do you think that MMA would, like, Clarissa going into MMA, not talking about the money that she'll make fighting, Mm -hmm. do you think that that will provide more sponsors? Well, I think sponsorship, period, is a little more dominant in, in MMA. Okay. Even though, I don't know, I'm thinking about Floyd Floyd Mayweather. Yes. Like, you don't see him on commercials. No. You don't really, he's not that commercialized. And I'm trying to think of the 90s. I'm trying to think of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was was in commercials and movies and everything. Yeah, I do know he was in movies. Commercials, I don't know if he was representative of brands. I'm trying to find a brand in my mind that sticks out that he represented. I'm trying to think of Holyfield. I'm trying to think of all these big boxers. Okay. uh, But I'll, I'll go to a woman boxer. Christy Martin first. I think heavyweight or whatever the belt classification was back then, that was the first woman boxer I remember. Okay. And because my dad is into boxing, so I was kind of into it a little bit back when all of the bo- all of the matches were on like Showtime and we had to like record it on a VCR, you know. But you had Showtime myself. back then though? Yes, we had every channel. My family is very avid TV <laughs> watchers, so I remember watching just regular boxing and i remember christy martin Mm -hmm. and i was like the first woman like known boxer to me okay the one where they it was like official Mm -hmm. but i don't remember her doing anything else yeah after that it it was like she won a couple of fights maybe like three or four and then it was she went into oblivion uh, I guess someone probably beat her, and then then you know how it goes because it's a short lived sport. You right. can't do this sport a long time. But back to Clarissa, her foray into MMA is probably gonna provide her with a point where she could get more money because MMA yeah. overall just has more sponsorship, and I think you don't make as much fighting. I don't think like the purse of the fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what people do MMA for. I think it's for the notoriety because the more notoriety you get, the more you get these, you know, these one-off spots. And it's, it's some of our companies you've never even heard of, mm-hmm. like supplement companies yeah. or mm-hmm. energy drink companies, yep. things I've never heard of that I'll see on um, box, I mean, on um, MMA fighter shorts. Yeah. Things I've never heard of. They come and put the hat on them and then put the towel around them, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for her if this is a career path she wants because boxing and MMA are quite different. Okay. Well, I will say, because you can talk a little bit more about the, the boxing and MMA and the differences, but I will say I listened to an interview that Clarissa did and she's like, listen, I'm not getting the notoriety that I want and I've really done everything I could in boxing. And she's going to continue boxing. She's not giving that up. But she's like, I'm going to start this MMA journey, um, number one, to get some notoriety, more money. But also she feels like she's young and she doesn't want to waste time. So she said something about she's getting into this while time is on her side, while she's still in her 20s. Yeah, because once you're... 30 it's just a hard mma especially it's just a hard sport on the body mm-hmm. it's just hard on the body because whereas boxing it's more it, there's a style there's a flow sometimes you can have to boxing whereas you can kind of prevent you can be a different type of fighter you can be more aggressive you can be more defensive so you you it's still a rough sport and mm-hmm. you can still get really hurt yes. really fast but mma is almost like a street fight 
there are leg kicks, there are wrestling submissions, and and that is where to me Clarissa is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. She won her first fight, and that's good. Usually, people coming from boxing, especially if you're a great boxer, you you probably win a, a few fights, maybe your first three. Mm-hmm. But then you meet someone, yeah, who has a supreme submission game or a very aggressive wrestling background or Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. You get somebody in that background. And they get you on the ground and arm bar you or leg bar you or get your back and choke you out. There are things. That's what I say. As a boxer, (laughs) if you could keep the if you could keep that MMA match on the feet, all they gotta do is find an opponent that that has a strong ground game. And they're that's gonna be the person that's gonna gun for you. Mm -hmm. And I would I really hope she's building up that ground game because mm-hmm. I would hate for her to get into this sport and then be known as she can only win matches on her feet because mm-hmm. that has happened to people and you don't do well in M- MMA if that's your that's what you're known for. Well, in the interview they said or she said her coaches told her like don't let her get you down like on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. She actually ended up being the girl on the ground or the the lady that she fought against. I don't know her name. I again, I don't know MMA at all. Mm-hmm. Um and she beat her by punching her. Like, it was the boxing punches. She was able to utilize that. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I am I often hear about MMA fighters going into boxing. I don't hear so much about boxers going into MMA. Mm-hmm. And you know more, sorry, you know more about the industry. So, like, what's your take on that? Well, I think it is easier to acquire the other skills for MMA than it is to go into the traditional style of boxing because boxing there's a point system Mm -hmm. so you really have to know how to work the points because well I'll give an example Floyd Mayweather Mm -hmm. he's not gonna be your knockout guy but he's gonna win because he knows how to box he knows the style he knows how to earn the points Mm -hmm. he's not gonna tire himself out trying to knock you out Mm -hmm. he's just gonna sit there be you know have be on the defense get in the shots he needs to score the points he's more about the style of the game mm-hmm. versus i'm a, i'm looking for the knockout punch because recently he fought a very inexperienced fighter i think a youtube guy logan paul or something okay oh the youtube guy yeah <laughs> okay wow and people were complaining like floyd why are you because he's retired you know he's retired he has so much money wait i didn't know that he's retired mm, he retired I was going to say, I'm like, isn't Floyd kind of old? Yeah, he is very. So, especially <laughs> for this sport. But he said, of course I took this match. Why not? And he said, I was paid $30 million for the ads on my shorts alone. So, that's just from what the trunks that he wore. I didn't know that. He made $30 million. Not the fight. Not the fight, which he, I, I don't know. I, I should look it up, but it's an, it's an amount that it will make you weep. Wait, 30 mi- He doesn't even need the money. I mean, he doesn't. I, I mean, hey, all for him. I'm happy he did he win the fight. Yes, he did. Okay. But see, they thought he was going to knock out the kid. Yeah. Floyd's not that type of fighter. Right. So all he did was play the defense, score some points. And then he punched him along the way. And now that this kid is like, well, I lasted so many rounds. I think it may have been a draw. I can't remember. But Floyd's like, I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't <laughs> care. He's like, I don't care what you guys think about me. I went in making all of this money. This is about my legacy. I don't care about what you all think of me. That will be gone. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Said, but my children will never have to work. Does he have children? I, yeah. Okay. I'm, Quite I'm, a few, I 
think. I don't. Not I don't sure. Know. Let's let us know if you know. <laughs> let us know if you know. Um, we might have some sports enthusiasts that follow the podcast, so maybe they'll have an idea. Well, they can always email us at what we think about pod at gmail You can or DM us on Instagram there at what go. we think about pod. That would be wonderful. <laughs> now, staying in the same sports vein. Okay. I know you are an avid tennis watcher. I am. Fact today, um, the men's championship for the French Open just ended and Djokovic won. And I'm so happy he won because he represents my era. And I'm happy we're still doing big things. (laughs) (laughs) When you say your era, what do you mean? We're the same age. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just nice. There's, you know, you have Djokovic, you have Nadal, you have Federer, all these people who I've kind of watched play tennis as I've been playing tennis. And as you know, or as I started playing, now mind you, I am not professional at all, but it's just nice to see the people I've been watching during mm-hmm. my high school tennis career. <laughs> <laughs> career. Uh, um, but just it's nice to see that they're still doing well. That basically, I shouldn't even say this, but they don't have to call it quits, that there's still like time on their side. I think oftentimes we see you know people in their 30s and you're like okay it's time for them to give it up mm-hmm. the, like have your legacy and go but they're still playing they're still competitive and it's just really nice to see and tennis is a hard sport mm-hmm. on the body it is it is I'm not a player but I I see I see the running so it's just nice to nice to see oh you can still run it, it inspires me like oh there's still time there's still time. <laughs> still time to get that pro career off the ground. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There is still time. <laughs> but we don't have to hang out up our hats just yet, and that's kind of nice. Right. So what do you think about uh, what's happening on the women's side? Okay. Oh. So as you know, my favorite player mm-hmm. is Serena Williams. Yes. Like favorite, favorite. Now, I, I do need to say something that so everybody can hear. I got into tennis because of Venus Williams, actually. She was huge when I, I guess, started following tennis. Um, And I've enjoyed her poise and just her presence and what she has done um, in the sport. Mm -hmm. Venus and Serena have really both done a great thing, but Venus was the first one. Mm -hmm. Yes, she was. And now Venus is early 40s. Yeah, Venus is chilling. And, oh, well, no, she's she's still playing. But she loves the sport, but she's not... As competitive on that level as her sister, mm. even though I think she's an excellent player and can play much better than most of the as world. she stated <laughs> in a recent press conference, yes. um, um, when they when Venus was asked a question about you know how she feels about being questioned about her playing ability, yeah, and she she can she can play better than most of everybody, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to see her continue to play and in the realm of people who are excellent, mm-hmm. she is not as competitive as she mm-hmm. was 10 years ago. But that, I mean, that's just something I'm, I'm thinking of. And I, I can tell that she really loves the sport, which is why she continues to play. Mm-hmm. But I think about Serena, who has been a huge influence in me, like staying with the sport of tennis, like, you know, really watching it and really, I don't know. I, I, I love Serena. I just think she's, She's done a lot and has, has endured so much. And Serena is still competitive, even though she is 39 going on 40 this year. This year. And so she's trying to chase 
or I don't know. I'm I am assuming that she's chasing projecting mm-hmm. uh, Margaret Court's record, and she's very close. She just needs to win one more to tie, and then a, another one to surpass Margaret Court's record. Mm-hmm. And she's so close, and she gets pretty far, and she's competitive, and then I don't know. She just can't convert. Yeah, she just can't bring it home. So. I want to say like, hey, Serena, like maybe while you're still competitive and still kind of on top of things, maybe retire as this great tennis player. Or, I mean, some people might say, oh, continue playing until you're not competitive anymore. But I, I want her to always like be great, like in my mind. I don't want to see the decline, if that makes sense. Okay, I can get that. And there are so many other players that are like on her heels. Uh, so an example would be like Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. who plays for Japan. She uh, initially started training. Um, her coach was Serena's hitting, hitting partner. partner. Yep. And she knows how Serena plays. I mean, she grew up. Serena was the tennis player, this was right? The study. In fact, this is what it is for a lot of these newer tennis players. They've only seen Serena at the top. So hold on. Let me just pause you right there real okay. quick. Isn't that something, though? Yeah. Like, you don't even have to. I don't know Margaret Court. Yeah. You know her. But I don't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. But I know who Serena Williams is. Yeah. She changed the entire game of tennis. Yeah. It was changed under her. Mm-hmm. Venus Hope ushered in, but Serena busted it open. She did. Serena is the one that changed the face of tennis. When you think of women's tennis, you think of Serena Williams. Prior to Serena, it was, you know, it was very like hmm, pretty. Dainty. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that word. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody was very like. Thin and there wasn't a ton of power. It was, I mean, there's still power, but not the same way that it is now. There was a lot of ball placement, but again, Serena came on and she hits that ball. The serves. Right. I mean, but Venus actually has, I think, the fastest recorded serve um, in like major play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Serena serves, you can't tell how they're going to come. I mean, and just the power behind it, which people have commented. And Serena is not a small person. Like, you know, she has muscle. She's very athletic. Mm-hmm. So it just changed even the look. And so even now you look at the women playing tennis and they're like thicker. I mean, they're like more, they're, they look stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as dainty as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But again, we have Naomi Osaka, who is a power player, who can, who has beaten Serena <laughs> a few times. You have new players like Coco, uh, Goff or Corey Goff, she goes by Coco. Again, another player who you know has really learned by watching the the Williams sisters. Most people, especially now, these younger people have learned by watching Serena. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I don't. It's just okay. So this French Open was interesting because Naomi Osaka ended up bowing out of the tournament because mm-hmm. she said that she has some anxiety and didn't want to do the press conferences. Mm-hmm. So she um, decided to not play. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. She didn't just decide not to play. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not, she sent them a letter ahead of time. I'm not comfortable with these press conferences. They're bringing on unnecessary anxiety. I'm already struggling. I'm just going to opt out. I know you're going to find me. Mm-hmm. I will pay the fine. Yeah. In scene. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're going to show up. The French Open responded, you're going to show up to these press conferences. And you're going to answer these questions. Or we're going to find you, but then we're going to find you harder and harder every time. And she said, okay, since you're not respecting my mental health boundaries, I'm out. Yeah. 
And that's what freedom looks like, ladies and gentlemen. And she's a huge draw. So I know it hurts the the Federation, mm-hmm. which, hey, I'm happy that she made that decision yeah. um, and is prioritizing her mental health. And even, she said, so that the focus can be on the game and the players, I'm going to. I, I just I love how she bowed out. Mm-hmm. And it made them look horrible. It did. It made them look horrible. It really did. Um, and so... There are many reasons why I love this. And I, I feel badly saying this, but I'm going to say it. I know where you're going. So I loved it, number one, because I think it elevates Naomi and it elevates the idea of mental health and prioritizing that now she has this platform. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Like, very strategic. To, I don't mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it wasn't genuine. I'm sure it was. But mm-hmm. it is strategic, too. I think it's a great move. And now she has Calm app or something. Um donating money toward different call like matching i guess what she's donating for mental health services i think call map is doing that as well i mean there's just <laughs> there's so much to say about just that as far as naomi's platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's number one number two naomi being out gives serena a chance to actually win yeah i know i know and that that's really when when she bowed out. I was like, "This is it." This That's is what it. I felt in my. Spirit. I know we we all felt it. Yeah, and, and I was behind her a hundred percent. And then you were watching as yeah, Serena didn't get a chance to bring it home. I I was really upset about that because I don't know how many chances Serena's gonna have. Yeah, at this because I don't think Naomi can continue. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna bow out. I mean, she's early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has time, but you think she's going to bow out of every major tournament? I don't know. Maybe she's like, I'm done. I highly I doubt highly that. I highly doubt that she's done. She's Come also on. the highest paid uh, woman athlete, I think, right now, as far yes. as the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Again, happy for her. Me too. Uh, Naomi, is a, Naomi is a beast. Yeah. If you watch her play, mm-hmm. she's very good. Yeah. But again, she grew up watching and knowing that this is the person I have to beat Serena Williams. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, I like Naomi, but I love Serena. And I know, I, I, know, I, know. I, 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 I want Serena to get the record and I want her to stay on top and I want her to retire on top, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens again. Serena's going to be 40. I'm still hopeful for her. I, you know, but it's like uh, for a basketball analogy, it's like <laughs> the whole Michael Jordan, and LeBron James thing. Okay. And I just think they're just, they're both great in their own way. Mm-hmm. But people are always going to like always. one. And so people are always going to like the other. Right. So, you know, Things they're both they're, great. They're though. both great, though. Yeah. I hate that people <laughs> feel like if you like one, you can't like another person. And that's not it. You can like everybody. Yeah, I don't know. You can you can respect both players. And they play differently, too. Mm-hmm. Very different. Now, I will say Naomi and Serena play very similarly. <laughs> Okay, Mike and Kobe, Michael Jordan and Kobe. Well, I mean, they were they were very similar, especially in Col- work ethic. Kobe yep. learned from Michael. He learned from Michael. He wanted to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. So speaking of goats, oh. <laughs> since we're gonna talk about it, there was a lady uh, who had the goat actually on her leotard or her, I don't know, gymnastics outfit. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Who, who am I talking about? Simone Biles. Of course. Simone Biles, who has, I think, four moves named after her now. I'm sure. I don't know. Woo. I mean, she just, <laughs> she keeps just setting records. Uh, Simone has changed, really, gymnastics, really. She has. <laughs> she has changed. <laughs> Black women, we really be doing it, don't we? 
we really be doing? When are we having our hockey team? <laughs> or lacrosse. I was thinking lacrosse too. <laughs> so Simone has really changed and elevated gymnastics. Yeah. She has taken it to higher heights and deeper depths because the moves that she's accomplishing, people didn't think could be done. Not in women's gymnastics. The things that she's able to do on the floor, her uh, vaults, mm-hmm. um, her bars, all of that is it's unbelievable. Yeah. So recently, she was in a, do they call them tournament? I don't know. Some kind. I think it's called Worlds. Okay. Something like that. And she did a extremely complicated vault. Yes, it was a vault. And the way gymnastics scoring works is they have different levels of difficulty. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a higher level of difficulty, if your moves are a higher level of difficulty, that can improve your score. Right. The starting value of that move is going to be higher. Right. So even if someone is perfect on, like, let's say an easier vault, Mm -hmm. if someone isn't perfect on a harder vault, but again, their starting value is high, Mm -hmm. they'll still score higher. Yeah, I'll score you because their vault is more complicated, more complex. Right. So Simone goes out. She does the vault. Mm -hmm. She lands it. Mm -hmm. But the score is not reflective of the difficulty of the move that she did. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. So the score was similar to another vault that she does that's much easier. Much easier Mm -hmm. for her. For her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So everyone, it's gotten the chatter. Yes. Started and all of the conversations about why they're not scoring her difficulty higher. Well, the reason why the uh, gymnastics federation, I don't know what you call them. I'm sorry. I don't, I follow gymnastics at the Loosely. Olympics. <laughs> like it's the Olympics. I'm like, oh yes, that's a 6.6. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but the reason why they did this is because they don't want to encourage people to perform vaults or any gymnastics exercise that might be, uh, or move that is too difficult for them, like too dangerous. Let's just say people get hurt and the Federation's like, listen, mm-hmm. we don't want to encourage people to possibly hurt themselves. So we're not going to score something as high as it, as it probably could be scored or should be scored. Um, I don't know if you know, and I can't tell you people's names, but I'm aware that there was um, an Eastern European gymnast who attempted some crazy move mm-hmm. and she ended up I think landing on her neck mm-hmm. get, uh, becoming a paraplegic and dying uh, due to um, complications. complications due to her injuries mm-hmm. people who do do gymnastics typically are younger right mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's very difficult to do it past a certain age yeah like 25 I think Simone is 24 by the way yeah <laughs> but anyway you know you don't want to encourage people to injure themselves so that's I, that's the reasoning behind it. Not okay. saying that is right or wrong. I'm just saying. Because I'm surely about to ask you, what do you think about that reasoning? Well, I'm actually going to push it back on you. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not doing that. What do you think about that? I think that it's tough. I'm happy I don't have to make the oh, decision. Of course. <laughs> come on. Come on no, with your answer. I, I, I am. Like, genuinely, I'm happy I don't have to make the choice because it is tough. Um. Simone is so great. Mm-hmm. Even this, this last championship worlds or whatever she did, she was like five points or close to five points ahead of the second place finisher. Mm-hmm. So like she is in her own league. And I feel like 
there's like women's gymnastics and Simone's gymnastics. Okay. And I think it can be difficult to set rules because another person would hurt themselves or could hurt themselves while Simone is just in her own league. I don't know. I don't know what the best response is. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm thinking injury can happen at any level with any athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone can fall off the bars and hurt their neck yeah. doing the simplest of moves. Yeah. So I do think injury can happen to anyone, and it's up to the trainer and the athlete what they're willing to take on. I do agree that if someone sees these moves, it might encourage them to try them it, it might i mean as we said right higher. yeah it, it's not like you could do a, a easier move and do it flawlessly but you're not going to score that 6.6 just because your move is easier while the starting value of this harder move might be a 6.0 so as long as you don't like fall in your face mm-hmm. you're going to get a 6.0 so what i'm saying is that I can understand why someone will be encouraged to do the harder move. And I can understand what you're saying about, you know, it's up to the coaches, it's up to the the gymnasts to figure out what's best for them. Yeah, because should she be penalized for being great? No, no. I mean, realistically, if they're not going to, why does the scoring system exist if they're not going to score her appropriately? Mm. Why does the system exist? You set the system. If there wasn't a system that that had that level of difficulty with the score, maybe she wouldn't have tried the move. So why does the the system even exist for her to be scored in that way? Yeah, but you also have to realize there are moves that are banned in gymnastics because of the difficulty. So I don't know. It's just it's tough. Yeah, I think it's up to the athlete, though. And I don't think they should be penalized for athletes that challenge themselves Mm -hmm. and then work really hard and are able to accomplish what the goal that they set out to work doing that hard vault Mm -hmm. in front of all of those people for Simone that was the feat she she knew she was beating everybody right she knew she was gonna be exactly this was the feat but see that's what I love I love that though it's not about the competition anymore for her it's let me see what I can do and so regardless of you know, getting a, a higher starting value or whatever, she's still like, I'm going to go for these things, not for you guys, right. but for me. And I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, she's in competition with herself. Mm-hmm. And Which I love that. I think she's going to have some kind of a documentary coming out <laughs> about that too. So I'm going to talk a little bit about another athlete. Oh. Since we're talking about Simone and her getting scored, I thought about Michael Phelps. Yeah. This Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? And Michael Phelps has a condition, right? Oh, I don't know, actually. He has a condition where his body doesn't produce as much lactic acid. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So when he swims, which is why he's able to go on much longer than the average swimmer, Mm. because his body, it's just how he's made, doesn't produce the lactic acid. Mm -hmm. And he also has the something else with his limbs, I think. Yeah. Um, but they let him continue to swim. And I think he's the most decorated U.S. athlete. Right? I believe so. Yeah. And no one ever blinked an eye, said a word or anything mm. about that. And I feel that that's an unfair advantage. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Um, Not that he can control it. Yeah. But it's his ability okay. is enhanced by his natural body. Yeah. Right. So, but he's he's celebrated. 
Whereas Simone, they're tr- this is her natural ability. This is what she can do. She mm. worked really hard. Yeah. And she this is her sport. This is what she knows. But instead of celebrating her and letting her set new records, mm-hmm. they're in essence penalizing her. Mm. That's that's interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. Which is weird because I think I read an article a while ago <laughs> and just <laughs> forgot it. Um, and they did make that comparison. Hmm. It's tough. It they're different sports and it makes it See, I understand that, but you no, know, I mean, I, I, it's sorry. the safety of the many, right? I, I get that is why the gymnastics federate association, whichever one we decided on, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that group said we're we're not we're gonna make the choice, yeah, not to score this higher because it's for the safety of everyone, yeah. But again, they let Michael F- now. What if people went out there and they they like killing themselves trying to get to the record that he has set? So here's the deal, though. They're different sports, and I, I know I said that earlier, but it changes it, right? Because in swimming, you're eventually going to come up for air. Well, I mean, that's unless you're trying to not come up for air and die, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, while I just think the, the risk might be a little greater in gymnastics as far as injury than swimming. And I'm, I could be wrong. I'm, I don't do either sport, mm-hmm. um, but, or I'm not, comp- yeah, I've never done gymnastics at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, like, I, it's, it's hard, it's hard to really make a judgment. I'm, I'm actually pretty neutral on this. I, I, like I said, I'm happy I don't have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that there is a, a, a risk that I think is a little stronger in gymnastics than in competitive swimming. But you actually made <laughs> me think of something okay. when you talked about Michael Phelps. So there is a runner, and I don't know her name. Oh, I know what you're talking Isn't, about. Is she South, South African? African? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're and talking about. She, mm-hmm. um, it's the same situation, right? So she has, um, I guess, a greater level of testosterone. Yeah. And so people find, and she's, uh, like, I don't, I wish I knew her name. It begins think, with a C. I can see it in my mind, but I don't, yeah. C or an S. I think it begins with a C. C? I think her last name begins with an S. Okay, I think her last... Okay, I I know last names. But I don't want to butcher her name. So even if I look it up, I don't want to say it incorrectly. But I know that she gets a lot of flack and has been dealing with a lot um, of hate. And um, people are trying to prevent her from competing Competing. Mm -hmm. as a woman athlete because her body naturally produces more testosterone. But yes, she was born intersex, possibly. I don't don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't think the article states for sure either. But even in, okay, in that case though, is it fair for someone, let's just say not even her, just generally, is it fair for an intersex individual who produces more testosterone to compete in women's track? That's a good question. If... They're going to let Michael Phelps' record stand mm-hmm. with the way his hand, his body does with lactic mm. acid. Yeah. I do think people who were born where their bodies produce more testosterone, so naturally. Mm-hmm. So they can't help that. Exactly. And they just want to pursue, a, they're an athlete. Right. I think they should be allowed to, like this young lady should be allowed to compete. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I do feel, I, I feel very different. About transgender competition. Okay. Okay. But how do you feel? I do not think that males who are born male Mm -hmm. that decide to transition to 
female mm-hmm. should be allowed to participate in women's sports. Why not? Because the bo- difference in body composition. Mm-hmm. I do think men's bodies are different than women's bodies. So I do think, and even with the help of the medicine, mm-hmm. which changes hormone levels, I think. I don't know what all it changes, but I do believe one of the things it changes maybe hormone levels. But there are, there are other items like muscle mass and different things that pertain to sports mm-hmm. that that I do think may provide that may provide an uneven playing field. Okay. That's actually a hot topic. And I forgot what high school or something I was listening to NPR and they were talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand. I, I, hmm. I can understand what you're saying and Mm -hmm. I get it. And I, I I agree with that. I, I can also like, I I have some empathy for the athlete though. If someone is transgender, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really referring to the male to female transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How if they want to play a sport, they feel like they don't have a place to play it. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. But I agree that there might be an advantage. It's, it's like sad. That, oh, it's not sad, but it's interesting that I'm saying this. And I'm just like, oh, but Michael Phelps has this advantage. And the South African track star, or, yeah. you know, I think is she an Olympic athlete too. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I do think she competes Olympically. Yeah, so like they have this innate advantage. Oh, see, this is yeah. They have this innate advantage that they were born with. So yeah. even the South African track star, mm-hmm. they want her to take medication to lower yeah. her testosterone. And it's like, I don't but like you're that. trying to take. I'm. I, I can't help that. I. I'm naturally. My body naturally does this. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to make me take a drug to alter that. Yeah. And that may throw off any number of things. So, and that's where, to me, I think there's a difference. Now, if mm-hmm. you choose to go through that process, yeah. I'll say, if you choose to go through the transgender process, I do think these are things you may need to think about. Mm. You may need to think about in your life. Okay. Like, if you want to become an Olympic athlete, this might be something you have to think about before you decide to make that choice. Okay. So, that's... Yeah, no, I, I think that that's fair. This is very controversial, I'm sure. Um, but please, if you have an opinion, just whoever's listening, you can always email us or um, DM us in our Instagram. We would love to hear different perspectives. Absolutely. Or even similar, you know, if you agree or disagree, like we, we want to, I guess, get some more now. I think there's a lot of things that we don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it would be good if like someone does know. They, you know, please let us know. We would like to be more informed. Right, absolutely. Yeah, because you had said something, um, you want to empathize with the athlete. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have empathy for them or, you know, understand their plight, like, or would like to understand their plight, or I'm, like, trying to shade them or, you know, change their decision one way or another. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's something to think about. Mm. I will say that. Okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Oh. I know it's been a very sports-heavy podcast, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is very unique for us, really, because, I mean, I, we fo- I loosely follow some things. And I know I Alicia, follow tennis. Yeah, she follows tennis. I loosely follow, like, UFC, MMA, all of that type of thing. I'm trying to think of the other name, because UFC is just a brand, but, but they're a different type of MMA. Mixed martial arts, like yeah. MMA. But UFC is just, like, an, a network of fights the type of fight is mma okay but there was another one bellator bellator that's what it i've is. never heard that yeah 
I know. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like the they're not as popular as UFC. UFC is the really popular yeah. um, group to be involved with. Wait, quick question before we transition. Okay. Ronda Rousey, what was she? Was she, she was in UFC. Okay. And then she went to wrestling, WWE. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But she started MMA. That's where she got her big rise. Mm-hmm. But then there was another lady called the Cyborg. She was out of Brazil. Woo! That lady was, I was, they would show her and my heart would jump a little bit. Cyborg was no joke. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Anderson, Anderson Silva is probably, I think, my all-time, ooh, I don't know. Anderson Silva out of Brazil. I loved Wait, him. say one more time. Anderson Silva. Okay. Out of Brazil. Okay. Great UFC fighter. Great MMA guy. He fought. Till he got so old, but he was great in the sport, was champion for a long time. And then another guy I really like is John Bones Jones. Highly controversial, though. That's a whole other story for another podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Next topic. Alicia brought up this very, very interesting question, and I'm going to get her take on it. So I'm going to pose this question to you. Wait, before you pose the this question. This is your question. Yeah, but I guess I'm going to have to give a little bit of background. Why do we have to give a background? I'm going to pose the question. And okay, then you fine. Can, you can background it because that's going to give why you answer the way you answer. Okay. Okay. When are you too old, was the question, to make platonic friends? Go ahead. Okay. And so I'm assuming that we're referring to opposite sex platonic friends. Correct. Yes. I'm okay. sorry. I did leave that out of the question. In like a heterosexual, if you are like heterosexual, because that, that's important as well. Okay. Okay. So I don't think that there is an age, but I have a lot of background to give to this. <laughs> okay. Give the background. Okay. I posed that question because I felt badly of a thought process that I had. I know somebody who is, I would say, early 60s. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I know a couple people, so I know this lady. We'll call her Lynn. Uh, Lynn. We'll call her Lynn. Lynn is in her early sixties, and she had a working relationship with a man. We'll call him Trevor. Trevor. Lynn and Trevor. Okay, Trevor, who I would also say is in his early sixties. Mm-hmm. Both Lynn and Trevor are not married currently, at least. Um, and I'm also assuming that they met each other when working together. Mm-hmm. So. Lynn and Trevor seem to be very friendly. Um, They have worked on projects together. Sometimes I see Trevor at Lynn's house. And my first thought was, oh, they're together. And then I thought a little bit more about it. I said, why did I think that? They're together? What do you mean? They're dating? Like romantically. Oh, okay. Okay. Connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I thought that it was unfair of me to even think that, right? Mm-hmm. That they are romantically linked. Because I am somebody who has a lot of male friends, put completely platonic. Mm-hmm. And maybe there shouldn't be an age limit. I don't know. But I, I guess in answering your question, I I would hope that if I'm still single, uh, hopefully I'm not still single at 60, um, but if I am <laughs> still single in my 60s, I can still make platonic male friends and it's just a platonic relationship. But I also do know that people will probably have the thought process of, oh, they're together, um, as I did briefly with Lynn and Trevor. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the issue? I don't think you could ever be too old to make new friends, platonic friends of mm-hmm. the opposite sex. I just don't think that is a big deal. I do think the biggest thing that plays in, in part here is relationship status. Mm-hmm. 
So I think you thought that about Lynn and Trevor because they're both single. Yeah. They're both single people. So it's different. I think the way we evaluate relationships between men and women when they're single of a certain age is what's different. Like you said, I don't think it's necessarily that they were older, but I do think it was the fact that they were both single around the same age. Yeah. So when you see, a, um, I guess, a man and a woman, so the first thing that probably does come to your mind, oh, they must like each other. They're mm-hmm. hanging out. They must like each yeah, other. Yeah, they're hanging out quite a bit. <laughs> we just nosy. Lynn and Trevor just <laughs> minding their own business. I don't think Lynn and Trevor listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think Lynn and Trevor care about what anybody thinks at their current ages. <laughs> So, but yeah, I don't think you're ever too old. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ever too old to make new friends. Alicia does have a lot of male friends. Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, let's see. Are you good? I think I'm pretty good. I know that we have a couple other things to discuss, but we can definitely discuss at a later time. I think we're good. good. Honestly, I, I hope you have a great week. Uh, Juneteenth is coming up. So any plans for Juneteenth? Not right now. I know a young lady from my church is graduating on Saturday, so I'm thinking of going to that because it's nothing like looking at witnessing young people complete a milestone in their life to celebrate the news of our emancipation. That's exciting. I know that there are a lot of events in the city. I plan to do at least one Juneteenth event, but hopefully you enjoy your Juneteenth and Father's Day is coming up as well. Oh, yes. Are we having a special Father's Day podcast? I think we might. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, there's nothing else. Well, I hope you have a great week as well. (laughs) So I forgot to say that. Thank you, Selena. (laughs) Uh, So I really hope you have a prosperous, wonderful, restful week and that you accomplish everything that you set out to do. That's kind. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to today's episode. You can listen to us on any podcast platform, and that includes Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and follow so that you get notified every time a new episode is released. And remember to, you can follow us on social media at What We Think About Pod on Instagram. Give us a follow or a comment letting us know what you think about today's episode. Take care. Bye.